0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: it up! It's showtime! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh, boy. It's growing. Bring it, go. And getting bigger every Hell yeah. single Woo-hoo. day. What is going on here america's number one outdoor radio show for over 16 years this is the revolution with jim and trev
2: all right man i'm in
1: presented by outdoor channel sportsman channel world fishing network and my outdoor tv
3: extreme outdoor adventure charge I really thought there would have been a response. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pumped about this. Once you, you say th- that, you can't say anything else. We've got Chris Dorsey, and this is the man. If you're going to get in a bar fight, attacked by a herd of rabid squirrels, yes, uh, or if you just want to go hunting, it doesn't yes. really matter. You Bunch want Chris ankle biters? You want to go with Chris Dorsey? This guy is so cool. He has done amazing things. He's going to be stopping by for a doubleheader with us. That's right. Yeah, he's got a Sporting Classics TV. Uh, we're also going to have Pat Reeves, such a cool guy. Driven with Pat. Plus who? Hey, we've got old uh, Ted Ryan. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's archives and heritage brand manager. We're going to discuss the all-new Ford Bronco. The Bronco's back, boys. Yeah,
4: and it was uh, introduced this week. Should we ask him about the famous Chase? I don't
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> you are not doing that. <laughs> you are not doing that. Right, anyways, we won't go there. All right, so uh, let's get to Chris Dorsey. Should we do it? Yeah. Sorry, yeah I, I don't would. mean to blow you guys off. I got to talk to Chris. All right, here's Chris.
1: It's extreme outdoor adventure this week on the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now kicking off a two-parter with Chris Dorsey, host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays 12:30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and my outdoor TV. Here's part one.
4: I'm so nervous to talk to our next guest. I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we are talking Extreme Outdoor Adventures in this week's show, and our next guest is Extreme. That's right. He is
3: a cross between Tom Selleck, Ernest Hemingway, and Teddy Roosevelt. I swear to God, if those three guys were to have a baby, it would be Chris Dorsey. (laughs) He is the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. Saturdays, twelve thirty PM Eastern time. Plus, you have to pick up his all new book. Director's Cut. Mr. Chris, how's it going, buddy?
2: Terrific. After that.
3: I mean, what could be
4: better, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we we're trying to think of one more person that could. Um,
3: I got s- to say something, though, dude, is you put yourself in positions. And I know you're, you're very smart and you're very well educated, not only in experience and hunting and this and that, but like you get in the thick of it and you're like inches from dying and you're smiling and happy and you do it all the time.
2: Well, you know, it's one of those things that if you're if you're fairly comfortable in your shooting, you can walk up to dangerous critters and feel fairly confident and it's always good to have backup as well.
3: Yeah, now when it comes to all of your adventures, Mr. Chris, um and obviously you've had like seven lifetimes of amazing adventures and you're you're just one man. What do you think is the most wildest expedition you've ever been on. Not only when it comes to sight and sounds, exciting things to happen, the game you're with, people, you know, stuff like that. What would you say was your greatest adventure of all time?
2: It's a tough one to answer because it's, it's sort of uh, a two or three-parter. It's the critter you're hunting, and it's often the places you're, you're, you're hunting. But it's also, you know, in some cases, just getting to these destinations. One time, McCraney and I, Gerald McCraney, the... Emmy-winning actor who yeah. won uh, won the Emmy for This Is Us on NBC, and he and I have, have done a lot of hunting around the, the globe for different series, and so we're in Kodiak, Kodiak Island, flying over to Port Alliance on a, on a brown bear hunt. In fact, it's the brown bear hunt in which you see that clip where that bear is coming straight at us, ah. um, and it's it's a howling wind. It's just blowing like crazy snowing, and and we're in a little Piper Cub, and the pilot finally comes in and says, "Look, let's give it a try." It's one of those things you, you don't necessarily want to hear your pilot say. Well, let's give it a try because the alternatives are what you know. So we take off, and it's one of those uh, you know the way that the runway is situated at Kodiak. Part of it goes right over a cliff, oh. and it's it's straight down to the ocean from there. So we take off and and immediately catch a a wind. Blast that just pushes the plane straight down. We're doing a nosedive for the the ocean. You're seeing the rocks. You're seeing the waves. You're seeing the almighty. And then suddenly <laughs> he pulls this thing up, and it's it's turning and turning, but fighting like hell to get through that wind. And uh, finally we straighten it out, and we get into a pass. Maybe 20 minutes later, where the wind just shears us and and turns the plane almost completely sideways, and and we're crabbing now and bouncing up and down. And I'm I'm in the back seat. McCraney's in the front seat with the pilot. And I've got one hand against the the left window, one hand against the right window, trying to keep my head from smashing against it because the plane is shaking so violently. And finally, McCraney spins around. He looks at me and and over the drone of the engine of the wind says, you do realize that if we crash today— The headlines are going to read, Gerald McCraney and others died.
4: (laughs) (laughs) At least he included
3: you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There
3: you go. Yeah, Gerald McCraney, and he plays such a good bad guy. He was in Longmire. He was in Shooter. And I love that. Yeah,
2: he's he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, I
3: I know he died in Shooter, but you just love to hate the man.
2: (laughs) I mean, seriously, he's like, (laughs) it
3: it takes special talent to be that guy. He's like, he is the perfect villain. He really
2: is. He's he's actually got a new series coming to Fox this fall, and uh, I think he's starring opposite – uh, Sex in the City star Kim Cattrall. Oh and he wow. Plays a a philandering televangelist. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> I've known a few of those. Episode, <laughs> and the rest of the season is built backwards. So he's back alive, but he gets killed in the first episode, and all these illegitimate kids come out of the woodwork trying to get the fortune, and it's, <laughs> it's quite a <laughs> quite a role. Wait till you see it.
3: All right, so. Sporting Classics TV, got to check it out on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. One thing that is really neat about this show that a lot of other outdoor shows don't focus on is multiple species, different locations, culture. You guys, I mean, you, honest to goodness, have to spend more time sitting down, coming up with these places and what to do rather than out there in the field. That takes a lot of work to all the places you guys go.
2: Well, it's a lot of travel, and it's a lot of preparation to travel, and uh, one thing about that brand is, is Sporting Classics, you know, been around for like 40 years now, has really always been the big adventure brand, the big adventure magazine, and and so when we did this joint venture with them, it was very easy to sort of, you know, buy into their DNA, and, and who doesn't want to travel the globe, and one thing about television is even if you're not going to do it, you you love traveling with somebody, you love seeing these places. And, you know, look, I grew up watching Kurt Gowdy and the American Sportsman. And, and every Sunday afternoon on ABC, there was the American Sportsman, larger than life, hunting Cape Buffalo down in Argentina, fishing or stag hunting. And, and so we brought this big world of adventure through the small screen to me as a, as a country kid in, in Wisconsin. And I think to an extent, that's kind of what's going on now. We like to celebrate big adventure. It fits the DNA. And e- even if people aren't going to go on a bongo hunt, even if they're not going to go hunt Cape Buffalo, they want to see it. They want to experience it. They want to go along vicariously. So I think, you know, we try and be pretty careful about really drawing people in and really telling the story, giving the background, putting, context to the hunt. It isn't just we came, we saw, we conquered, but let's celebrate those who came before us, the great writers, the great cinematographers and the adventure itself and and try and do justice and honor that, that experience.
4: You bet. Hey, Chris, we're coming up on a hard break. Can you stick around? i got a lot more questions for you. You bet. Alright, hey, we're talking with Chris Dorsey. He's the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. Sundays at 12.30 Eastern Time. Right, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern
3: Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Chris, real quick before we get to a break, to learn more about you, Sporting Classics, also direct which we're going to get into after the break. Where can we find you online, buddy?
2: You know, best places on Instagram, Sporting Classics TV. That sounds good. Hey, more Chris
4: Dorsey right after this. Don't go anywhere. Come listen to a story about some boars I
1: know. They hunt and fish a lot and have a funny show. They love this great land, happy to be free. Give it up for Trev and Papa Jim B. Don't move. The revolution with Jim and Trev will return right after these important messages. Say it with me, Larry. Test it. Oh yes. Movie magic is put to the test in an all-new season of Hollywood Weapons. Where the heck are you gonna get a time? We'll break down the most famous action scenes in TV and movie history. Okay, go ahead and light it. And answer the question: can you really do that?
5: It's gonna be chaos, I guarantee you.
1: Hollywood Weapons, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel.
0: High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com
1: the revolution with Jim and Travis on the air with Extreme Outdoor Adventure. Now, let's get back to Chris Dorsey, host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. This is part two.
4: Hey, we're back. We were talking with Chris Dorsey before the break. We're talking Extreme Outdoor Adventures, and this guy, Man, he is, as I said earlier, the extreme Greatest man on earth, Chris
3: Dorsey Sporting Classics TV on (laughs) Outdoor Channel That is Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time Make sure you catch it every single week for all new episodes Now, let's discuss Director's Cut Over 100,000 hours, over 150,000 amazing HD photographs Okay, tell us what made you decide to do this
2: You know, it was something that we didn't really set out to do this from the outset 25 years ago. But what we did do is say, look, let's start building a library of amazing footage. So, like I say, we've got 150,000 hours, I think, of of HD footage from all over the globe, all all the amazing big game hunts of the world we've captured for a long, long time, usually multiple times. And then we sent some of the best still photographers in the genre out with us, And so we captured this incredible library, visual library, still in in cinematography, and uh, and then married that to a book that's about 400 pages, beautiful landscape, sporting classics, published it. They do some really amazing work. So combining that with a four-hour DVD set, so when you're reading the chapters in this book, there's 21 different chapters of the best big game hunts, most interesting big game hunts in the world. And then with each one of those, there's a companion film about 10 minutes each. So you could read the book. You could see the the stunning photography that was taken on the same location, and then you could watch the film itself from the same hunt. And I don't think anybody's ever done that, but it was because we had the resources. We had this amazing content library to, to pull together. I don't think anybody's been able to do that. So we just said, let's go ahead and do that. And... And see how it how it turns out, and and the reviews so far have been pretty astounding.
4: Yeah, well, now the director's cut, you can actually get it in three different versions, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. They've got the premiere edition. I think it's two hundred and twenty-five dollars, something like that, which has a a custom G. Clay painting inside of every copy. And then they have the deluxe version, and then they have the collector's edition, which is a and they're all, of course, hard heartbound and, and uh, landscape, you know, format and, and stunning photography all the way through. But yeah, there's three different versions you can buy. You can go to the sportingclassicstore.com and, and uh, purchase any one of them right there.
4: Yeah. Now. I- Everybody knows that you, and we've been talking about you hunting all over the world, and we had someone on not too long ago was talking about a very close call they had. I think it was in Iran or somewhere where they were hunting Ibex. I don't know what the heck it was. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, did you ever have any close calls with any of the professional hunters or the people that were coming along, or maybe KGB?
2: Well, not that I can tell, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I... Do you ever know honestly, about KGB? The- <laughs> the the closest call I ever had was on a moose hunt in uh, on the Wabasca River in northern Alberta, and it was a late season moose hunt. It was about a, a six day float down these this this winding river, which is a pretty substantial river. But we were hunting moose just by canoe, and these were twenty seven foot long river canoes that were stunning, big, giant canoes that you could pack up entire camps and move and and so that's what we did we just hunted by day and then we would camp at night it was a really fascinating way to see the landscape and to hunt and we we hadn't seen a lot of moose but finally towards the end we were able to get a couple of moose so we were heavily laden with with meat and and antlers and and riding kind of low in these big canoes we had two of them and uh and suddenly we woke up the very last morning and there's ice flows flowing down the river. Ooh. And I didn't really know what to make of that other than, hmm, we better get out of here. <laughs> but but the, the guide at the time just starts screaming, get up, get up, get up. You got to get loaded. And we, of course, we get loaded as fast as we can. We get in the river in about... Maybe a mile and a half, two miles down the river, we we hit an elbow in the river. Well, you know what's coming next, right? Uh All the ice builds up in that elbow, and it's a a wide enough river that we've got ice on either side of us, so we really can't get to the bank. We can't get to the shore to avoid this big ice jam. And, And so we plow into this ice jam, turn sideways from the flow of the current and the ice, and suddenly... We have ice building up on us oh. on both sides. You know, we're, we're jammed on one side, and then we've got ice flowing down on the other side. And the canoe is starting to buckle. And it's, it's 150 yards to shore. No way you're going to get through that, you know, that water. There's just no way you would you would get there. And so <laughs> all we can do at this point is take the paddles, and the guy, Weldon Prosser, a fantastic guy, is in the front. And, and he doesn't panic. But we're just slamming the ice with the with the paddles itself, but it's not doing anything. The canoe is starting to buckle, and we're going to go under. You know, this thing is just going to collapse, and we're going to go under. Mm. The ice will come over the top of us. They'll pick up our bodies downstream in the spring. You know, that's one of those kind of a deal. <laughs> and, and, and so – so I don't know what possessed him to do this, but he literally steps to the middle of this big canoe and jumps as high as he can jump, and he does this three or four times and the canoe bounces enough that the ice then flows under it and we rest on top. What? And it was it was the most genius life preserving moment anybody has ever ever gone through. I couldn't believe it. And so we're exhausted at this point, because this had gone on for probably seven, eight minutes trying to just break the ice. Frantically, You know, because we didn't know what else to do. And then he jumps and this thing bounces enough. And, and so we we just collapsed basically in the canoe on top of this ice jam and then finally just dragged the canoe off the ice to the shore. And it, it you know, it, it was <laughs> oh, if not for his quick thinking, you know, this. This conversation never would have happened. <laughs>
4: oh, my God. That is crazy. That was your Ernest Shackleton yeah. moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was one of those, uh, God bless him. Every, every time I, I see a canoe now, I think of him.
4: Yeah, the most
3: wild thing I ever did was go to town without hand sanitizer. They got, <laughs> I mean, really? I, That's so, pretty dicey these days. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Mr. You Chris know. Dorsey, the host of Sporting Classics TV. You have to watch it. All new episodes on Outdoor Channel every single Saturday, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, Mr. Chris. To learn more about you and Director's Cut, where do we have to go, buddy?
2: You know, check out sportingclassicsstore.com and you can get them right there. Sounds good. Hey, we have got
3: Pat and Nicole Reeve right after this. That's right, the host of Driven with Pat and Nicole. That is Outdoor Channel as well. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. Mr. Chris, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. A show about two men who share the love of the outdoors and each other. Forget you, Jim. I don't really care. Well, sometimes. Everybody hurts. Pull that one together. Yeah. (laughs) Don't move. The boys will return right after these messages. It's America's favorite big game animal, and that's why we celebrate Deer Week.
3: To me, it feels like a national holiday.
1: Seven straight nights of epic deer hunts. We are
3: getting ready to get the bows out to see if we can't get things fired up.
1: Host Jeff Tanker and country artist Tyler Farr welcome the new season. Hunting teaches us all. Our season is almost here, and we can't wait. Deer Week begins Monday, September 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern on Outdoor Channel and Sportsman Channel.
0: High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com.
1: Air Gunners unite, and it's about to get crazy.
6: Are you ready? Yeah! of the top shooters from around the world compete in a series of challenges that will blow your mind someone will be crowned the 2020 air gunner challenge champion it's all about co2 pistols see me shoot in slow motion i feel like john wick
1: american air gunner challenge wednesdays at 7 30 p.m eastern only on outdoor channel Back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air with Extreme Outdoor Adventure. Now firing up another two-parter with Pat and Nicole Reeve, hosts of Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part one.
4: Hey, we're back. We're talking extreme outdoor adventures on this week's show. Uh, before the break, we had Chris Dorsey, and he has a program called Sporting Class X TV on Outdoor Channel. But our next guest, man, he knows deer. He is the half of the duo, Pat Nicole Reeve, that is Driven with Pat Nicole
3: on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You old buck killer, you has to go, Mr. Pat.
6: Hey, you got the ugly half of the driven crew this time.
3: <laughs> ugly with a beautiful soul, right? <laughs> Absolutely.
6: One thing I wanted to
3: ask you, and this is kind of, you know, we're talking to Chris Dorsey before the break, and a lot of people, when they're in dangerous game country, they'll use like electric fences, you know, put it around their camps and stuff like that. And a lot of people, let's transition that to deer hunting. I've been seeing a lot of people, Mr. Pat, to curb over grazing putting electric fences up, sometimes two, three strands. Do you think that's a good idea? Does it work with deer or do they just jump over it? Do you guys ever do that?
6: Oh yeah, we got them out right now actually. I do think, you really? It works. It works like a charm and I've tried everything you can imagine from high fences to snow fencing to sprays, but I found out that electric works probably the best and and just simply put an electric strand around your food plot to keep them from over browsing is not just going to work. It has to be done in a particular manner. And really what um, the best uh, way to do it is you double fence it, which is you put a single hot strand wire on the outside. And usually it's a kind of a woven wired rope and it's usually wider, it's, bright colored so the deer can see it so it's a visual and you put it about three feet four feet off the ground and that's a single strand and then on the inside of that single strand about four feet away you'd put another row of fencing only you put one lower and you put one higher about chest high is the highest one so now what it does is the deer they know they can't like jump it easy Mm -hmm. it's a depth perception for them so they come up to it And if they lick it, or they touch that first wire, it's hot, and then they, uh, then of course they get a shock, and they don't want any part of it, and, and then, uh, and then if they try to jump it, they'll feel like they're gonna get caught in that second, that wire, so, um, and then sometimes you get a smart, (laughs) I've had video cameras on these fences here the last month and a half since I've had them up, and you, you can't imagine some of the reactions you get. It's hilarious because <laughs> I have it on video mode. Um, our stealth can's on video mode. And they uh, they walk up and they are, of course, licking their nose, you know, so they're well-grounded. And when they're <laughs> licking their nose, of course, their nose is wet and they touch that first wire. It is just, <laughs> they jump in the air or bolt backwards or, yeah, it's, uh, so they they get trained quick. Like, I don't want any part of that. And it keeps them then out of that, you know, it works best for our interior food plots that are back in the timber or in these secluded areas that might have a heavy deer population that would normally eat off your beans or any of your food source that you have planted in those small little areas, and they wouldn't be able to mature and, you know, grow beans or whatever. So, yeah, it's worked great, and we, uh, we've we had some great luck using them. And we, it's called a hui man hot zone system is really, you can buy it as a kit and it's pretty affordable. It's like a couple hundred bucks and you can fence off at least a half an acre. Or so
3: yeah, Mr. Uh, uh, Pat Reeve makes you watch Pat Nicole that is driven with Pat Nicole, all new season outdoor channel Tuesdays, 9 30 PM Eastern time. But do you think as a whole, maybe one of the most essential things that more people should work on when it comes to habitat improvement is putting in water sources? Because an animal is just like a human. You can go a lot longer without food than you can water. And for most of the country right now in the Midwest here, we are in a severe drought. Would that be a smart investment for us to work towards more water sources?
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all animals need water daily, you know, several times a day. Um, So, I mean, we put them in, all my properties have sometimes a dozen different ponds on them and these are just water little water holes and they're not big extensive like erosion pond systems that you would build to stop erosion these are just specifically made for wildlife watering purposes and we put them in areas that are conducive for hunting we put them back in the on the ridge systems up here in the in the bluff country our water sources are completely at the bottom of the the valleys and and the deer don't want to walk all the way down to the bottom to get a drink they want to you know if they're bed they generally bed high up on these ridges so if you have a water source tucked back in the timber and these are just shaped like a cereal bowl they're probably they're really about 20 feet by 20 feet wide and they collect enough rainwater. i never put them in a runoff area i just build them in the shape of a cereal bowl, and they collect enough water from just the shape of it to fill up. And its they're about, if you stood in the very center of it, that uh, this 20 by 20 feet radius uh, shaped as a cereal bowl, it would probably be about chest high deep if it was plumb full to the top. Oh, wow, and, wow. And, and then we line these things with simply, I mean, you could buy a pond liner, but that's several hundred dollars. They're expensive to buy a thick rubber pond liner mm-hmm. we go to the farm store we we buy a eight mil tarp that is uh yeah 20 by 20 and you know you got 30 40 bucks into this uh tarp and then we lay that in we lay that in there after we extract all the material we kind of smooth it out make sure there's no sharp edges then we come back and we backfill it with about A foot at least of dirt maybe a little bit more over the entire tarp so you never ever see the tarp and of course it's underneath there and I don't know if you've ever dug up an old tarp and they never rot so some of my ponds have been in for 20 years and And they're still holding water just fine just because they simply have that little bit of a liner in it. You bet.
4: Hey, we're uh, coming up on a break. Can you stick around? we got a lot more questions to ask you.
6: Yes, sir. Okay.
4: Hey, we've been talking with Pat of uh, Pat and Nicole Reeve and uh, the host Driven with Pat and Nicole. Outdoor Channel. They Tuesday,
3: 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Is that
4: what it He's is? also
3: a master angler. People did not know that. I didn't know that. Mr. Pat, to learn more about you and Miss Nicole, Driven, where can we find you guys online? DrivenHunter.com. That's where you got to go. All right, this has been presented by My Outdoor TV Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com.
4: Pat Reeve,
3: right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're one with
1: nature and killing deer.
4: Savvy
1: Outdoorsman,
4: baby! Woo!
3: I, I I do hope somebody follows that gentleman out and stages an intervention. We ain't supposed to have livestock in this neighborhood yet. You married a sea cow. You suck!
1: This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We kind of like to be stalked. So go ahead and follow us.
3: Instagram, Twitter, 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 Twitter. Facebook, and
1: at JimandTrav.com. The voice will return in a few moments. This is the road to the FLW title. In the inaugural
4: Tackle Warehouse season opener on the FLW Pro Circuit Showtime.
6: The next two hours could seriously impact my fishing career. When
4: you call in like that, you're moving up the leaderboard. A six-figure payday. $100,000 richer! This is the place to be, man!
1: Yes! FLW Fishing, Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Summer's in full swing, but crisp fall air is right around the corner. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's want to help you gear up for hunting season. Time to sight in your bow, set up your game camera, and get everything you need to make this hunting season the best one yet. Shop Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and save on your favorite hunting brands like Blackout, Cabela's, and Herders. It's your season at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here shop in store or online thanks for tuning into the revolution with Jim and Trav's extreme outdoor adventure show now let's get back to Pat and Nicole Reeve hosts of Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays 9.30pm Eastern brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's standing together for great gear fair prices expert service and memorable experiences visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com here's part 2
4: Hey, we're back. We're talking Extreme Outdoor Adventures on this week's show. And uh, before the break, of course, we had Pat on. Now he's coming back. He's got a lot more things to say that we should hear. Yeah, Mr. Pat Reeve. He is the co-host
3: of uh, Driven with Pat Nicole. That is Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Going to put you on the hot seat for a second. Want to ask you a question, honest opinion. There is this huge debate and it is so silly that, you know, these people like, I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm a meat hunter, which I'm a meat hunter. You're a meat hunter too. And I personally believe, Mr. Pat, you can be a trophy hunter because who doesn't like a nice big buck? And also, little known fact, the bigger the animal, the more meat you bring home. It's like, I wanna marry a woman for love, which I did, but it's also nice that she's pretty, okay? It's like <laughs> oh if you marry for love, she can't be good looking. That's BS. Can you be a meat hunter and a trophy hunter at the same time, in your opinion?
6: Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, listen, I've became a trophy hunter over the years just because I'm more selective and and I still harvest a ton of deer for for eating purposes, and every deer we shoot, we eat. I mean, I got five kids, man. I got to be able to feed these kids <laughs> somehow. But, um, you know, and I, I enjoy processing them and doing the sausage and making jerky and all that stuff too. That's all become a big family activity for us. But honestly, there ain't a guy in the world that would have two deer walk out, or guy or girl, don't matter. Um, anybody out there hunting and have a big buck and then a younger doe and not shoot the big buck it's just just natural thing right I mean Mm -hmm. everybody kind of inspires to have that opportunity and I grew up a meat hunter you know I mean I remember back in the day when Minnesota you had to apply to get a doe tag and they would give you a give you a buck tag you know Mm -hmm. you didn't have to apply to get that see we were we were coveting antlerless tags and you'd have to put in for a draw to, to get an antler's tag but you know I mean so we grew up as just meat hunters, and, and I still shoot several antlerless deer a year just to simply help manage the herd, and they're good eating. Um, but I think over the years, there's a lot of trophy hunters that are in the same boat that go out, and of course, they're managing their property, which means shooting antlerless deer, and they utilize that for the meat, and they're a little more selective on the buck harvest. but you know what i mean i i tell this to the game officials we've we have meetings sometimes with the uh, state officials here and and i used to work for the DNR back in the day and they always had that they had the old school philosophy you know they think they think that today is still the old days when it comes to deer hunting and then it's it's not true i said that listen i have i've had kids already come up through the ranks and and i have a 14 year old daughter that i instilled in her that it wasn't about shooting the biggest buck, but every year she wants to shoot a bigger one, and she's a little more selective every year. And it wasn't that that first buck, she didn't shoot a giant buck in the first one, but she wanted to shoot a buck. She didn't want to shoot a doe. I'm like, that's your choice. You know, I let her shoot whatever she wanted. And every year she's, you know, holding out for a bigger one, and she's on her Facebook and on her Twitter and all this other social media outlets with her other friends, and that's the way they... Communicate and they find success and they want to share their photos and they don't want to share photos as much of antlerless deer as they do a big deer mm-hmm. in their hands. So I told the game officials, I like, listen, you might not like this, but that's the way kids are nowadays. And, you know, is it right or wrong or indifferent? Well, that's a philosophy that they've grown up with. And like it or not, you're going to have to start managing for more trophy deer. And yeah. it's just because the generation is different than it was in the old days when I grew up as a meat hunter. So um, they find success in a different manner, right? And uh, that's just the way life is. And, um, you know, I I know it's a challenge to try to manage a resource as a wildlife person because populations get stronger. There's less hunters, and stuff like that and it's going to continue to be you know that way for a period of time right because they're we're just losing hunters because of the generational things and just not many people being brought into the sport as as we are losing them from the baby boomer generation so it's a tough it's a tough balance but you know you got to find that that balance is you know and make people understand hey shoot the deer, the antlered deer to help control the population and uh you know eat the venison. I think it's a big there's a big push now more than ever on field the fork eating more natural, you know, you know where your meat's coming from versus the meat you buy in the grocery store. This is healthier by far and uh I see a a transition happening, which is cool. I'm I'm all about it. And uh you know, we're trying to push that ourselves as it doesn't need to be a trophy buck, I guess, in the eye it the eye is in the beholder of, of what it means to you. And I always said it isn't the size of the animal, it's about the experience that you have out there, you know, that really means the most anyways. And sometimes some of my my biggest or my most memorable deer were not the biggest for sure. You know, mm-hmm. they were just the particular what happened and and how the hunt happened and who was there on the hunt that really means the most.
4: You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Pat Reeve. He is the dynamic duo with uh, Nicole on a program called Driven with Pat Nicole. Exactly. Outdoor Channel Tuesdays 9.30 p.m.
3: Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences with Johnny Morris every single day. We like it. As long as you don't go swimming in the fish tanks, visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Mr. Pat, again, to learn uh, more about you and Mrs. Nicole in Driven TV, where can we find you online, buddy? I just go to
6: Driven Hunter. That's the best
3: place to find
4: There you go. Coming up next, we got? Hey, we've got uh, Ted Ryan. He is with Ford Motor Company. He's in charge of archives and heritage. He's a heritage brand brand, brand manager. Going to be talking about the all-new Bronco just released. Stick around, Ted Ryan. Coming up next,
3: Mr. Pat, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. introduction to the outdoors recruiting new hunters bear deer elk moose turkey pheasant we like to kill what we eat and we keep it legit we're talking conservation Army F, nwtf qdma scidu real treat every day the revolution with jim and trav by listening to this show you are officially more american than the statue of liberty punching kim Jong Un in the face at the super bowl while eating a hot dog So, that's pretty American. Outdoor radio for over 16 years. Stay tuned. The revolution will continue after these short messages. Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com.
0: ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt. Helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation.
1: Chardonnay Finishing Sauce is one of the many tasty treats that awaits you at High Mountain Seasonings. Order your jerky and sausage kits, snack and sticks, marinades, rubs and shakers, and more by going to HIMTNJerky.com today. That's HIMTNJerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, an extreme outdoor adventure. Now let's give a big revolution welcome to Mr. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's archives and heritage brand manager. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the
4: boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking Extreme Outdoor Adventure on this week's show. Before the break, we had Pat Reeve on. He has a program called Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channel's Tuesdays, 930 Eastern Time. Did you know? No joke. He What's actually that? has two deer blinds that are old Broncos. <laughs> Seriously?
3: <laughs> it's pretty cool. Just now being joined by Ted Ryan. Is that road hunting? No. They took the wheels off. 4 oh. wheel drive is not working anymore. All right. So just now being joined by Mr. Ted Ryan. He is Ford Motor Company's archives and heritage brand manager. Not sure what that means. Me but I, either. I do know this. He's here to talk about the all new Bronco. Bill Wild. Mr. Tad, how's it going, buddy?
5: Happy to be on and talk the history of the Ford Bronco, one of my favorite vehicles.
4: Yeah, well, I remember when the Bronco first came out, what, in 1966? And, uh, it, you know, honest to God, I don't mean to be cruel on this thing, but it kind of looked like a cereal box with wheels. But man, you guys have <laughs> updated, I mean, beyond what anybody would ever hope for.
5: You know, that initial Ford Bronco was was uh, very specific in what it was supposed to do. The GIs had come home from World War II, and they were buying the Army surplus Jeeps, and Jeep uh, was making CJs. Most people don't know it, by the way, but Ford actually built more than 275,000 Jeeps during World War II, and was actually responsible for the body style of the Jeep. Three different companies uh, submitted proposals, and the body style of Ford was chosen, and uh, Willis Overland's engine, and Phantom. So. Ford built more than 275,000 of them, and then after the war, we found a niche that people wanted uh, uh, an outdoor drivable uh, version like that, but they wanted more comfort, so we introduced the Bronco and and 66, and it did look a little austere, <laughs> might be a better word, than cereal box. Uh, they, they sure are collectible now. Those first-generation Broncos are, have, for five years in a row, been the most valuable car at haggertycom
3: See, that's why, Jimbo, you were passed over for the uh, Archives and Heritage Brand Manager because you said cereal box with wheels during the <laughs> interview. Uh, but I didn't realize, I knew you guys had a big part in what you did with World War Two. But that was a far more compact. It wasn't the the big size. And you guys actually coined SUV, and I had no idea you did that. But when you brought it and you expanded it to the U.S. markets for distribution and sale, you actually increased the size of the Bronco, didn't you?
5: We did, and uh, we made it even the, seven, the 78 version is probably the one that you're thinking of and referencing, which is actually the most popular one. Uh, in 1978 model year they put it on an F-150 chassis and it got a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more comfortable uh, and it also got air conditioning and an AM FM radio for the first time <laughs> and you mentioned driving a Bronco for the, the first generation never had air conditioning or an AM FM radio and didn't even get uh, power steering until 1974. Oh, wow. When you drove a Bronco, you had to want to drive the Bronco because <laughs> your arms were pretty tired by the end of it.
3: What's really cool, when you guys brought back to uh, the United States the Ford Ranger, and now you guys are bringing back the Bronco, because, you know, overseas you were producing the Ranger. It wasn't for sale here locally. But now is, now you have three all-new models of the Bronco, which is really neat how you guys expanded that line, but they're all focused around that built wild four by four adventure vehicle, aren't they?
5: They are. and, and uh, you know, my job as an archivist, I've you know, got a great job. We actually had the design team into the archives several times, four or five at least, and we would pull out these displays on Bronco Heritage. And one of the ones I did was the initial memo uh on the bronco actually had a uh, document called it was headed the goat g-o-a-t not greatest of all time but goes over any <laughs> terrain and that was the, yeah that was the, the philosophy of the initial bronco goes anywhere does anything and, and the design team actually had that memo enlarged and it became one of the guiding philosophies on the current bronco to the point that they actually uh title the driving modes, the GOAT mode, it goes over any type of terrain.
4: Yeah. One of the uh, races that uh, that I participated in back in the 60s and 70s was a race in Michigan called Press On Regardless, where you did all kinds of back roads. And I got to tell you something, the Ford Bronco did really well in that race.
5: It did. It was a racing stalwart. You know, it actually was the only 4 by 4 to ever win the overall at the Baja One Thousand. Uh, typically, motorcycles win the overall uh, race, and uh, Bronco won multiple times in its category, and in 1969 was the overall winner of the uh, Baja 1000. It, it had great off-road chops, and the new ones do as well. I'm so excited. My son is just begging me to get him up the smaller version, uh, so we'll have to see uh, how his grades turn out in college this semester when when uh, the order window <laughs> opens up.
4: Yeah, now, you, you've got three models of the Bronco coming out. Are they all on the same platform, or is the uh, the smaller version, the uh, Sport, is that on a Ranger frame?
5: It's on a different frame, but the, the interesting thing on all of these new Broncos, we have a two-door, which is an homage to the original Bronco, which was only ever sold in two doors, uh, the four-door, uh, and then you have the Bronco Sport, a, a slightly smaller version. Uh, but all of them, and for the first time ever, every all of these Broncos are based on four-wheel drive platform. Uh, so anytime you buy a Bronco, you're getting four wheels of uh, four wheel drive and, and fun capability.
3: Yeah, now obviously, uh, once again, talk with Mr. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's archives and heritage brand manager. The F 150 is the utmost best selling truck in America, I think, for 289 years or something like that. Henry it's amazing. Ford started it. Yeah, he actually did. It's crazy. <laughs> um, It's hard to think that there is a vehicle more iconic in America than the F-150, but the Ford Bronco, I mean, it truly is. You guys have been in thousands of movies. One of Jimbo's favorite shows is Longmire. Yeah. And what did he drive like? I just drool. 1984? No, it was a 94. 94. 1994. XLT. Yeah. I mean, they're so classic, you know them, everybody loves them, but it's really amazing that America just adopted this fascination with the Ford Bronco and it's carried on literally since its inception.
5: It is, and what's even more surprising uh, to me is that, you know, the Bronco went out of the market in 96, and by the way, I love Longmire in that Bronco, Uh, went out of the market in 96 and it's become more popular since it's been off the market than it was when it was still being sold and i think it's the you you see it everywhere you see it in the pop culture it's in more than 100 uh, music videos or uh, song lyrics and you know it's this iconic thing that to get out and get into the wild and i think particularly now that we've all been locked in with covid everybody wants to get out and the, so the, the the bronco is, is fitting uh, a niche in pop culture uh, well, and there's been a couple of famous Broncos too. that, that you may recall, <laughs> uh, John Paul II drove a modified Bronco as a Pope mobile. Most people don't know that in uh-huh. 1979. On, and then we know the other white Bronco that was uh, <laughs> chased around LA. So <laughs> It's it got this iconic role.
4: Uh, now, now with the uh, with the Bronco, can you upgrade the interior? Say, a uh, soccer mom wants to get one, but she says, "I don't want those cloth seats. I want leather." Can they do
5: that? You can, and that's one of the beauties of the new Bronco is that, that you can accessorize it however you want. Uh, one of the designers said it best to me the other day. He said, anybody with 15 minutes and a, and a couple of tools can take off the doors, change them out, change up the handles, upgrade the interior. Uh, it's being designed so that it's completely, uh, compartmentalized. You can, you can change everything. You want flares, different flare wheels, you can do those. Uh, it, it can be upgraded. Uh, Any which way you want You bet Hey that
4: was old Ted Bryan He's with Ford Motor Company's Archive and Heritage Brand Manager
3: Exactly And again Mr. Ted To learn more about you And the all new Ford Bronco buddy Where do we have to head to Online to do that
5: Ford.com forward slash Bronco. You can learn all about the new Bronco. More revolution right after
3: this. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. Motorsports.com and also always go, you know, you're just screwing around at work. You know, it's a good way to pass the time, Ford.com slash Bronco. All right, got to get you a break. Mr. Ted, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Well, thank you for having
5: me on today.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Log on to JimandTrav.com for an online experience like nothing ever before. Check it out
5: now and stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will
1: continue right after these messages. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call
4: Superior
3: Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631.
1: The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim! With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the.
4: Great show, everyone! We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it! Oh no! This sounds serious and real.
1: This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week.
0: What the hell are you still doing here?
1: Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at jimandtrav.com.
4: Hey, what a great show this week. We talked about extreme outdoors. Of course, we had Chris Dorsey, and then uh Pat Reeve with uh Pat and Nicole, and then also Tim Ryan, Ted Ryan. <laughs> You did so Mrs. well Brother I shouldn't have <laughs> even corrected you Talking about the
6: all oh, new Bronco
4: Mrs. Bunny Last word What would you like to say?
6: Jimtravel.com uh, Go there And have a great weekend outside guys
4: Yeah As a matter of fact It is warm outside So
3: keep hydrated Keep hydrated uh, Hammer home Firearm safety Take some kids outdoors Just mentor them And be a family together outdoors That's, That's what right. you gotta do Right? That's it God bless the USA God bless you And uh, you know what? We'll return right after this. No, next week.
4: Oh, next week. It won't feel like that Are, long. Am I coming back? No, you're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
3: anyways, you'll be hanging out with Tim. Uh, all right, we got to go. We'll talk to you boys and girls next week. Peace out. God bless. We love you.